Welcome to season number four of the Get Your Money Right podcast. The podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. So if you're tired of listening to big banks and broke people on how to live a mediocre financial life, this is a place for you. To find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show is designed to change just that. I'm your host, The Money Misfit, Jamar DuPaz. This is episode number 66. And today, I'm going to encourage you to not get out of debt just yet. We're going to discuss the seven things that I feel you must do before you get out of debt. It's going to be a little controversial. Somebody's going to get a little upset about it. But you know me. I don't care. I'm here to set you free and give you some information so you can make your own decision. So this is your first time tuning in. I'd say welcome, welcome, welcome. I don't know how you found me, but I appreciate you being here. This is a different type of personal finance podcast. We talk about money as it relates to real life. We don't forget about the real issues in life and about how life continues to happen. Forget and regardless about or how the other financial uh, industry uh, cats talk like everything's hunky-dory, right? We talk about life as it really relates to you. So you can have the things you want to have, live the life you want to live, love the people you want to love, see the things you want to see, and leave the legacy that you knew that you know you were meant to leave. So if you want to find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website, yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. And join up, come with us, connect with us, become a misfit, and all that good stuff. And uh, I promise you, you stick around, right? Just stick around maybe a year, right? And your finances will look different if you apply, if you think for yourself and you ask the right question. So uh, with that said, let's get on with the show. So uh, for those of you who've been listening for a while, you know, I've been trying to make these a little bit more concise and all that good stuff. So I'm going to jump right in today. And what brought this about was... um, I listen to a lot of different podcasts and a lot of radio and, and listen, watch a lot of videos and read a lot of books about personal finance. And over the past several years, uh, there's been this real big move to just run and get gazelle intent and get out of debt. And I'm all for that because I believe people who don't have that consumer debt hanging over your head, you just feel so much more free, right? When you don't have all that extra cost, on top of your head. You can do so many things because I truly do believe that your biggest wealth building tool is your income, right? But I also believe there is a certain way to do these things. I believe that because I've experienced that when I just want to close my eyes, get gazelle intense without any regard to anything else and try to pay down debt. I find myself almost naked in the streets, right? Because you can get a little bit overboard If you don't prepare yourself. So this episode is about the seven things you need to do, or at least what I feel like you should do uh, to prepare yourself to get gazelle intense and get yourself out of debt. Because without these things, you can find yourself in more debt. And if you're in a hurry, you don't want to listen to the rest of the show. 
just think about this one thing, right? And you know me, I like to sum things up and make them real simple. But if you can just focus on the things that can put you back into debt, I think you'll be fine. But with that being said, let's get into it. The number one thing, and let me also say this, this is in no particular order. This is just the order that I wrote them down here in my notes, and I'm just going to give it to you like I always do. You can shuffle them around. Uh, you can take anything out that you want to take. You can spit back what you don't want, or you don't have to listen to anything. Remember, I am not a financial expert or whatever. I don't have any credentials. I am not governed by any governmental body. I can pretty much say whatever the heck I want to say, and I won't keep it like that, right, because I like my freedom. <laughs> so, um Take what I say with a grain of salt. Take what anybody's ever said to you with a grain of salt when it comes to your finances, because personal finances are personal. Right. And you have to find what works for you. And all I do on the show is share what works for me and my particular perspective. And hopefully it gives you uh, a bank of questions that you can ask as you're going through life, learning these things, especially when it comes to your money. So number one that I have written down, because this is a big deal is you first, before you get out of debt, you want to take care of any health concerns that you may have, right? And what I mean by health concerns is any illnesses that you may have, um, any things that you've been ignoring for a while, any medical bills that you may need to deal with, uh, all of those things that need to be taken care of. Here's why. We know that in this country, in the United States of America, the number one cause for consumer bankruptcy is high medical bills. And while not all of those medical bills can be prevented with preparation because you can be in a real bad accident, uh, you know, you might have to get life lighter, you may have to have brain surgery, something could sneak up on you that, you know, that was out of your hands that you weren't necessarily prepared for. So you can't necessarily prepare for all these things. But a lot of our diseases, majority of our diseases here in this country are preventable diseases, right? If you were to take care of yourself, if you were to just be a little bit more mindful about the food that you put in your body, uh, the exercise that you get or don't get, a lot of those things can be prevented, but a lot of them cannot, right? So I don't want to you to think that I'm insensitive to situations where you don't have any control, right? But if you do have some health concerns, focus on those things first, because here's why. When you do get gazelle intense, when you do get real serious about getting out of debt and moving forward, uh, not only just getting out of debt, but also increasing your capacity to create income, it's going to take energy, right? Because you may have to get another job or second job or a third job or start another business or just pay more attention. You may have to be awake a little bit more. You're going to need to be at your best, right? So uh, when you're doing this type of stuff, it takes energy. And if you live a, a sedentary lifestyle, you don't really exercise, you don't want to, you don't really move around. I would say I would spend more time and energy or even money if you have to getting your energy levels up by working out by, you know, even I know it sounds crazy, but even getting a personal trainer or joining a, a membership, I mean, a, a fitness membership or something like that, if you're going to do it, if you know you're not going to show up, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> right. But if you have a accountability partner, if you have a, a personal, a personal fitness instructor, or if you go to boot camps or you do like CrossFit things where, you know, if there's other people there and you, you work off that peer pressure, maybe it'd be a good idea for you to spend the money on that stuff. So, you know, you can get your health in order. You can lose that weight. You can make sure you have a lot of energy to get ready to take on this task of getting out of debt. Right. Because if you're like me and you're like a lot of my peers and friends, there's a lot of debt on your plate. Right. Especially student loan debt. Those things could take 
years to get rid of, right? Let alone credit card debt, house debt, car notes, all that other type of stuff. But uh, student loans are, are big, as we all know it. Matter of fact, it's the United States government's biggest asset on its balance sheet, right? So that shows you how big student loan debt is. We are in a quote unquote student loan crisis here in this country. So if you listen to my voice and you went to college, chances are you've got some student loan debt. But anyway, you want to make sure you have the energy to be ready to take this thing on. The other thing is if you've been ignoring things, right, if you've not uh, gone to the doctor, if you're not taking your medications, you're not going to go treat what you know you need to be treated. If you don't do that and you ignore this stuff till it gets to a catastrophic position, you will definitely find yourself in a situation that being out of debt won't matter because now you're in a situation where you don't have your health. And if you don't have your health, it's harder to get it back than it is to maintain it. Right. And it's expensive to get your health back. And especially if they put you on some medication that you may have to be on for the rest of your life. That is really expensive. And you can ask anybody out there if that's not you. Ask a friend, ask a family member that has to pay thousands or hundreds of thousands or hundreds of dollars or even thousands of dollars a month on their medication. Right. It is debilitating and it is difficult to go through life when you have to have those additional expenses, right? I've already said that healthcare costs are the number one cause of bankruptcy. So even though you may be debt-free in these other areas, if you don't take care of your health, it won't matter because then you have to get into debt just to take care of yourself in the first place, trying to get your health back, right? So you want to make sure you've got good energy and you don't want to ignore any health concerns that you may have now. So get your health in order Number one, because that is your true wealth, because once you lose that, like I said, it's so expensive to get it back and it ain't even funny. Right. And it's really going to take a lot of energy to fight yourself back and get off of medications that they may have told you that you'll have to be on for the rest of your life. Right. So that's number one. Take care of any health concerns that you may have. Number two is stop the leaks. Right. Stop the holes or stop the digging of of, of getting in more debt in the first place. Uh, So many people, they'll say, well, I'm going to get out of debt, but then they won't make the determination as, look, I won't get any more notes. I won't buy any more brand new cars on get six year car notes. Right. I won't continue to use this credit card with with money that I don't have buying things for money. I don't have because you want to stop those leaks. You want to look for those habits that are costing you to go in debt. Right. So if you have a habit of going in, uh, if you know, you go to the mall and you don't have the money. And you find yourself, you can't really resist buying things. You put stuff on on the rack or you can't you can't resist sales and you find yourself putting money in the basket or putting money on your arm and and going to these stores and buying up things. And with your credit card, when you know you don't have the money, well, you need to stop. You need to recognize those habits and then stop doing that. And I know it's easier said than done. Right. But there are things you can do. You can find accountability partners. You can find uh, like minded people that help you. You can come to the Money Misfits group. Uh, I'll help you. There's people there that will help you. There's, we can be a community to help each other. So there's always help, uh, to help you get rid of those bad habits. But if you have those bad habits, those are things you want to focus on and find a plan to get rid of them. If you, uh, smoke, if you do, uh, you know, real bad drugs, if you are out at the bars every weekend, you're spending all your wealth, those are the type of things that can really, uh, eat away at your wealth, right? Eat away at your income if you're not paying attention to it. Even like eating fast food. And I'm not trying to be like this 
you know, high moral ground type of person, but anything that you know that are that are habits that are costing you to go into more debt or costing you money on a monthly basis, you want to look into those things and then find a way to remedy that so you can have that money freed up to really attack this debt, right? Uh, so you want to look for patterns of things that you find yourself uh, getting into. Uh, you know, one of those things that I would do a lot is I would not spend money for a long time, right? But then I would like break and crack and all of a sudden I spent a bunch of money, right? Because I had gone so long not spending any money. When I got the chance to spend money, I would just go nuts, right? So that was a pattern of, pattern of mine that I had to recognize, right? Um, that although, let's say for my, my wife would spend on a regular basis, these small amounts, these little bitty incremental deals uh, that would annoy me, I would think I was doing something because I wasn't spending any money. But when I would spend any money, it would be large amounts at one time. So it probably equated to the same amount or even more than what my wife was spending. But I wasn't recognizing uh, that pattern initially. So look for those things that you do, patterns that uh, help you or causes you to increase your expenses and even drive yourself into even more debt. Uh, so those are the things you want to do is recognize those patterns. So number two, you can stop the leaks and stop the digging yourself into more holes, especially when it comes to debt. Um, number three, cash on hand. I can't stress this enough. Why it's important for you to take care of yourself first. These people who uh, you owe money to, they're going to be all right. Right now, I'm not saying don't pay your debts. You need to pay your debts. Right. Because that's being a man or a woman of your word. If you go into a contract with somebody and you say, hey, I will pay you this if you give me that, you need to pay them that, right? Because you went into a contract, you shook hands, you signed on the dotted line, you need to be a person of integrity and a person of your word, right? Because once you start lying and once you start trying to get over people, that habit uh, can be really toxic in your life. And you forget about dealing with me if that's the type of person you are, because yeah, I don't even want you to even listen to the show. <laughs> right. Uh, especially being around me. And y'all know how I've talked about in the show that I want everybody listening to the show to be my friend. Right. I want some rich friends. So uh, if you owe somebody money, remember, you owe them money. But on the same token, these big banks and these big uh, companies, they're going to be all right if they need to hold off or if you don't if you can't make the extra payment to them right now. You need to take care of yourself. And one of the ways you take care of yourself is have cash on hand. What are some of the reasons why you want to have cash on hand? We've talked about this before. If you were to lose a job or if something came up that you weren't expecting, right? Um, if you do have a health issue and you have to pay a deductible or if you get in a car accident, you got to pay a deductible. If a hurricane comes through and blows the roof off your house and you need to put another roof on your house on your home, then you need to have the money to be able to do that. Now, if you paid all your extra money to some bank or to some finance company and you don't have any money to put a roof back over your head, they're not going to give you that money back. And guess what you got to do? Go back into debt. So you did all that gazelle intensity, but you ain't got no money. Right. And that is silly because then that goes back to number two. Right. Stop those things that stop and recognize those patterns of things that will put you further in debt. If you know that unexpected things are expected to happen, <laughs> right? You should probably have some money set aside to catch those unexpected things, right? So how much money should you have? I have a couple of really simple rules, right? As far as like cash on hand, I like to have at least 
uh, a month's worth, right? Like that's like, like of, of necessities, right? Things that you have to have, right? Um, y'all have also hear, hear me talk about getting your deductibles done. I've kind of mentioned it already in this show, but if you have a $500 deductible uh, for your car, then you should have at least $500 somewhere, right? And assign that money to the car deductible. So you know that that's what that money is for and not just quote unquote savings, right? Because we've said this a million times. If you don't assign your money a job, it's just free money. And whatever happens or whatever, whoever comes by is going to get that money. You you know this because you've done this before. You just put money in a bank and you look at your account and you see it's in there. You spend it. You forget what that money is for. So I'm telling you to make sure you assign that money. If you own a house, right? For me, my number one job is to keep a roof over my family's head, right? So if that's my number one job, of course, you got to feed them and all that good stuff, right? But keep a roof over my family's head. So I must have enough money set aside to do that if a hurricane comes through and (laughs) my roof blows off, right? I need to be able to repair that. So my home deductible my homeowner's insurance deductible is $2,000. Well, I have $2,000 sitting in the account assigned to my homeowner's insurance, right? So those are the kind of things that I think about. You can think about however you want to. The other the other level that we talk about is getting to financial ease. And, that, and one of those things that you need to do to get to financial ease is living on last month's income. And, you know, th- there are so many benefits to doing that. And we're not going to get into that today, but there's a lot of benefits to get living on last month's income because the paychecks that come in uh, during your current month can just sit there and they can also play a small role in helping you keep yourself buffered and keeping yourself uh, keeping cash on hand as money flows in. You got these paychecks that you don't necessarily need. And when you get ready to go into the next month, you know exactly how much you have to spend for that month. You can get all your bills taken care of. Uh, You can really get clear about what you want to get done for that month. You don't have to think about it pretty much ever again, really, for at least for that month. And there's just a peace of mind and clarity in that. But those are the type of things that you want to think about, especially when you want to get out of debt is like, how much cash do you have on hand? Right. If I don't have any cash on hand and something happens to me, will I have to go back in debt just to survive it? Right. Uh, I use this example a lot and uh, I'll keep talking about it. When in 2008, 2009, when a lot of people were losing, losing those houses, it's the people who didn't have any cash on hand and was making extra payments into their mortgage was the ones that, you know, lost their houses first. Right. Uh, if you had some money on hand you and you lost your job or whatnot, maybe you can, you know, live in your house and keep some keep keep your house for a little bit longer until you can get yourself back on your feet. But if not, credit cards can only last you so long and using credit cards for emergencies are a terrible idea, right? Because that's the last thing you want to do is when you're in emergencies, go make the emergency worse with extra interest rates, especially with credit cards of concern. So that's number three. Number four, get your spouse on board. When I think about this, I think about like those cartoons where <laughs> uh, the boat is leaking and there's the holes are in the boat and they they have buckets and they're trying to scoop the, the water out of the boat on out to the to the lake or to the ocean or whatever it is. But they don't plug the leaks in the boat. So you just continue to sink because you can't scoop it out fast enough. I think about that, especially when it comes to married couples trying to get their money right. When one of them is not on board of getting out of debt 
It's going to be really, really difficult, especially if that other one that's not on board continues to dig yourself into more debt. So that's going to be a big, big deal. So for those of you who are married, you're going to have to get your spouse on same page. So how do you do that? That's a very I can do a whole show, maybe a whole series of shows on this. But just real quick, you want to try to share your vision. Right. It is your job uh, as a spouse, as a partner to communicate the vision with your spouse, especially if you're the, you know, quote unquote, financially responsible one or the one that is more aware of the finances than the other. Right. It's not that both of you don't want to get your money right. Maybe one of you have realized something that the other has not yet. Right. And that takes time uh, and patience to communicate that. Uh, so you got to make sure you figure out what your vision is for your family and learn to communicate that vision with your spouse. If you don't learn to communicate that vision with your spouse, you cannot expect your spouse to be on the same page. So it is your responsibility. If they're not getting it, you need to get better. Don't blame them. Don't get mad. Don't get frustrated. Don't get upset. Get yourself better. Right. Uh, I think it was Jim Rome that said, it said, don't wish things was easier. Wish you were better. Right. So you have to learn to communicate. It's one of the things I had to do. I had to learn to communicate with my wife over and over and over and over and over again. I got I'm learning to communicate with you. Right. That's why I practice every week on this podcast. Learn to communicate uh, my vision, the things that I know, things that I've learned, and I got to be good at it. So if you listen to this podcast and you don't take any action, then it's my fault. At least that's how I look at it. That means I have to get better at my communication. And you should probably look at it the same way. At least that's what I did. And what that what that did is put the power back in my hands. Instead of me getting frustrated with my wife for not, quote unquote, getting it, which would cause, which did cause strife and anxiety and resentment in our marriage. I took responsibility for it, which put it in my lap, which was an empowering position. So now I'm in control of how I can communicate. So that what that did was force me to go find resources and find ways to communicate with my wife in her language. And you'll need to do the same thing. If you don't have a vision, then you can't communicate the vision, <laughs> right? So you need to figure out what that vision is for you and your family. If you don't know it, maybe you need to sit down with your spouse and say, okay, what is our vision? Let's talk about it. Let's hash this thing out. What do we want our money to do for us? And get real clear about that and never forget about it. And then once two agree, all things are possible. But if y'all don't agree, one person is trying to do one thing and the other person is trying to do another. It's going to be a headache. You're going to be running around in circles. You're going to be a dog chasing its tail, moving real fast, getting out of breath, getting frustrated for nothing. And when you finally do catch that tail, you're going to realize <laughs> it was for nothing. Still ain't getting nowhere. So uh, work together. Make sure your spouse is on the same page. And if you don't have a spouse, you got to get with yourself, right? Get with yourself and make sure you're on the same page with your own self. You got to learn to conquer and control your own emotions, your own impulses, write the vision for your own life, right? If you don't have a vision for your life, then you're not going to get your money right because you're not going to know what you want your money to do for you. And if you don't know what your money is going to do for you, then everybody else is going to find out, uh, going to find uh, plans for your money. And guess what they got planned for your money? Not much when it comes to you, 
Right. So uh, their idea of their of your for your money is to put it in their pocket. And that's just the way things go. Right. So uh, if you're not married, that's a little piece of advice for you is to do that. Uh, Number five. Get clear about what it means to be out of debt. And this is important because a lot of people uh, will get on the bandwagon of getting out of debt, but they've never really clearly defined, especially what that means for them. Right. Because getting out of debt may not mean anything for you right now. Maybe your only debt, you know, I don't know, it's costing you one hundred dollars a month and you make twenty thousand dollars a month. Right. So it may not be that crucial to you. Right. Uh, it just may you you may not be struggling right now. You may just feel real comfortable in life and you don't have any issues. Maybe you would like to be a little bit better with your finances, but, you know, you're just comfortable or comfortably uncomfortable or you don't have much of a vision or you think, you know, whatever you're doing is doing the right thing. So you're not thinking much of it. So you got to figure out what's in it for you to get out of debt. For some people, it seems pretty obvious, especially if they're drowning in debt. Right. If they are drowning in debt, it's real clear about what getting out of debt will do for them. It'll allow them to breathe, <laughs> right? But if your debt is not costing you a whole bunch, maybe it's $500 or whatever, $1,000 a month or whatever the case may be, and it doesn't seem like a big deal, you haven't really clearly defined what that extra $500 a month or extra $1,000 a month could really do for you, right? You haven't really made it clear that that $1,000 a month could make you a multimillionaire if you know what to do with it. And if even being a multimillionaire is not that clear, what does that lifestyle look for you if you are a multimillionaire? What do you really want to do in life? So you got to get real clear about what's in it for you. How would your life change? And write that down. How would your life change if you got out of debt? You know, what is debt costing you today? Not only on a cash flow basis, what it's costing you on a monthly basis, but the, the opportunities that you're losing out on by having that debt. Right. The arguments you may be getting into by having that debt, the headaches that you may be having by having that debt. Those are things you need to think about uh, when it comes to your debt. All right. Um, And you got to figure that out and then keep that in front of you. Right. If getting out of debt will allow you to buy your first house, then get a picture of your dream house and keep it in front of you. Don't lose sight of it. It's these things that will keep you moving when it gets hard. Right. It's um, what a lot of people call your why. Knowing your why for getting out of debt. I mean, the network marketing industries always talk about knowing your why. Your why should make you cry. It should be uh, really, really purpose driven. Things that will get you up in the morning to go do it, because when things when times get hard, which they will get hard and it will get easier to not pay the debt. Right. You have to have something in front of you that will keep you moving to make sure you're going in the right direction. So get clear about what's in it for you to be out of debt. Because if you don't get clear about that, you'll just go right back into debt because it won't be that big of a deal for you. Number six, identify the obstacles that will stop you. The things that will get in your way. And we kind of touched on this already, right? Uh, the, the, the bad habits that you may have, the health concerns that uh, may come up, the car breaking down, the whatever it may be, you want to think about some things that will get in your way. It could be your spouse not being on board. It could be your bad habits, right? Uh, it could be you getting knowing you're going to get laid off or it could be you want to go back to school. It could be all kinds of things, but only, you know, your own personal life, right? And uh, your own personal habits. So write down some of those things that you believe that could get in your way. If you have a weakness for fast food, 
then write that down. Understand what your weaknesses are so you can have a game plan uh, to avoid those things. Right. To help you help your environment, set your environment up so that you can win. Right. Setting up a winning environment is so important um, because that's how you take care of those distractions that get in your way and stop you from being where you want to be financially. Right. So identify. And we talked a lot about this. Um, actually, uh, Mr. Imanite talked a lot about this in his goal setting workshop that we have. And it's still available uh, in the members area. So make sure if you're not a misfit that you go back and do that. And if you are a misfit, make sure you log in uh, to the site and you'll be able to see that and go through that. It's a good thing to go through at least twice a year, you know, at the beginning of the year when you're setting your goals and at the middle of the year when you're checking out. Uh, uh, what you're getting ready to do and seeing how you're progressing throughout the year and you want to finish the year up strong. It's a good idea to go back and listen to that. Uh, and I have that available for you in the back office in the Misfit members area, which is free, by the way. So that's that. And then number seven is determine which debt is costing you the most. Right. So it's a real popular to do. Uh, you know, Dave Ramsey made this real popular is you pay off the smallest debt first. Right. And that way you can kind of start getting small wins and all that good stuff. And I'm all for that. But sometimes there are some debts that are just costing you so much that even though it's not the smallest, it'll be better for you to get it out of the way first. Right. So and it's not just about what debt is costing you the most money. Right. But which one is costing you the most opportunity? Which one is costing you the most headache? Right. So if I owe my cousin money versus owing, you know, Visa or Sprint money. And I see my cousin a lot and it's drawing a rift between our relationship. Then maybe I want to pay that debt off to my cousin first, even though I may not have any interest on that. Right. Or at least get a payment plan. But I want to get that debt out of the way first, because maybe I was close with my cousin. And then uh, now that I owe him money or her money, that uh, it's 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 drawn a it's drawn a bad it's drawn bad energy between us and I don't want that in my life. Uh, then maybe that's the debt that I may want to pay off first. Now it's not necessarily mathematically sound, right? Uh, especially if you're not paying any interest, right? <laughs> but it may be costing you the most headache, costing you the most uh, anger and anxiety, right? So those are the things I'm thinking about. Uh, which debt has cost you the most cash flow, right? Because I've talked about this over and over, but cash flow is king. Right. Forget about how much you bring in, but it's the difference between how much you bring in versus how much that's going out is the thing that really matters, because that cash flow is what really gives you the choices. It really gives you the opportunities uh, that you need to get ahead in life. And so if something has cost you a ton of money. Right. So if you have a a car and you're paying five hundred dollars a month. Right. And maybe you only have two thousand dollars left to pay on it, but you got a smaller debt. That's only that's costing you fifteen dollars a month. I'm probably going to go after that five hundred dollar a month because it would free up five hundred dollars a month. <laughs> right. And I could take that extra five hundred dollars a month and then send it towards my other debts. And that's how that's a big debt snowball. And you can really start moving things out of the way really fast when you start snowballing. And I'll do another show in the future about how I actually sit down and I calculate which debts that we get paid off first. It's a really simple formula, but this is the thought process behind it, right? Is which ones are costing me the most money, the most cash flow, the most headache, the most anxiety, just which is costing me the most, right? The most opportunity. Those are the things that I'm looking to pay off first, especially if I can get to them and knock them out really, really quick, right? So, Those are the seven things that I think you should focus on before you get out of debt, because if you don't take care of these things, 
Uh, I believe these are the things that would put you right back in debt if you're not paying attention to it. And I know this because it's happened to me. Right. We got really, really gazelle intense without thinking about anything else. And we forgot that life still happens. And that thousand dollar baby emergency fund a lot of times just isn't enough, especially when you got responsibilities and you got kids. And in my situation, uh, there's only one person bringing an income in the house. Uh, those are the things that I'm thinking about when I'm looking at. So number one uh, that I have on the list as we recap and wrap this thing up is take care of any health concerns, right? Because without your health, you can't make any money, right? You got to have to, it'll end up, not only can you not make any money, it'll end up costing you a bunch of money. Number two, stop the leaks, stop the digging of holes. If you're digging yourself into debt, you can't get yourself out of debt. So make a decision to stop. Number three is have cash on hand. If you don't have any money, and things happen and things will continue to happen, you will inevitably go back into debt because you can't take care of those things in life. Blown out tires, replacing the roofs, you know, yada, yada, yada. You have to have some money uh, in order to catch yourself and protect you first. It's family first, you first, family first before your creditors and your debtors. Uh, Number four is get your spouse on board. Right. And if you don't have a spouse, get yourself on board. Right. Understand uh, what you need to do. Understand your habits and and get that stuff out of the way. Number five is to get clear about what it means to be out of debt. I can't stress this enough. If it doesn't really mean anything to you, when times get hard, you're just going to quit. You're just going to give up. Right. So you got to find what it means to you to get out of debt. Number six, identify any possible obstacles that can get in your way that will stop you. Any bad habits, any bad people, any, uh, you know, any health concerns, all these things, pretty much everything I've talked about already. But uh, I put that in there. You want to make sure you identify that and not only just identify it, but write this stuff down and grab a game plan to be able to prevent those things from stopping you from happening or stopping you altogether. They'll just be speed bumps instead of complete roadblocks. And then number seven. Determine which debts are costing you the most and go after those, right? Knock those things out because things that are cost you the most a lot of times can free up just a peace of mind and give you that clarity to keep moving forward. Especially one of those things like I talked about is costing you a bunch of cash flow. It frees up cash flow, which gives you more flexibility, but also gives you a bigger weapon to knock down your debt with. So hope that was helpful, right? This is the second to last episode to go in this season. We got one more episode and we're just going to do a really pretty much a recap. And then we take our break uh, in between seasons. Now, I talked about it. I touched on it before last episode. I may take a little bit longer break than before. I think what I did this this last break is because one, we had the baby, got a newborn baby. Right. Uh, He's still, you know, only a couple of months or three months old at this point. Uh, So this past 90 days has been crazy, right? It's been really, really busy trying to get the show out, uh, trying to get the kids adjusted. The kids are home from school. So we got summertime, taking vacations, uh, going to water parks and having a lot of fun. All that stuff has been really, really busy. And so some of the things that I want to get done this season, I didn't get a chance to get, get done. So what I'm thinking is this next break that I actually will do some work and not necessarily take the whole break off so I can uh, plan and serve you better right with courses and bringing back the boot camps and all that good stuff so i'll talk about that all next episode but uh hopefully that was helpful if i missed anything or if you think uh you consider anything else let me know bring the comments and questions over to the show notes or even in our facebook group don't forget we have a facebook group the money misfits 
um, and all that good stuff. So come join us over there if you're on Facebook. If not, drop the note in the comments and we'll start the conversation there. So, uh, again, hopefully that was helpful. If you have any questions, let me know. I appreciate you listening. I truly, truly, truly do. I love you. God bless. Money, 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 money